With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome back to another midweek WTF1 podcast. I'm Katie and joining me as ever is Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder. And well, Tommy, it's been a blimmin' busy morning, hasn't it? Because we've had Mercedes confirm that they're not going to be appealing the Abu Dhabi race results. Um, And we've got an FIA prize giving ceremony tonight and uh, Toto Wolff's been chatting to the media. So plenty to talk about. But let's first address the fact that Mercedes have said they are not going to be appealing uh, the protest that they, they put in. Um, do you think that was the right decision for Mercedes? I think it was the... Big, big question to start. Yeah, it is a big question. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I mean, my word, obviously, we're, we we had our podcast. We recorded it Monday. Uh, it's now, what day is it? I don't even know. I'm going to have to check. Thursday. Thursday. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the it's still not really calmed down. And, and you know, it's, it's understandable. Um, it's a sport we all love. Um, and it means so much to so many people. And, you know, well, well, I don't, I don't agree with, uh, how like toxic a lot of, uh, people are, but you also can't blame people for being, uh, passionate about the sport they love and, and the driver they support. So yeah, it's been pretty chaotic. Um, I know a lot of people are disappointed that Mercedes haven't gone through with it. And equally, a lot of people are just like, thank goodness for that because, uh, I think the whole finale was uh, was farcical. Even though you know, I'm not. I didn't hide that I wanted Max to be world champion this year. Um, but but for me, yeah, it was farcical, and um, I can see why they were so annoyed about it. But um, I think it was. I think a lot of people thought, and fair play, like it was always going to end this way. That it was more just a statement, and boy, was it a statement. I mean, no you know they've not posted on social media since the the checkered flag dropped um you hadn't heard from any of the team uh you know they will we'll go into this but you know they, they've not even sent cars to the to the prize giving ceremony and they're going to be boycotting it and all this stuff so yeah it's pretty um chaotic for me i really can't make a decision on whether i think it was good or not uh, that they have dropped the appeal. At the end of the day, the FAA have responded to a point. Don't really <laughs> agree with that either. But yeah, it's it's honestly it's such a tough one. Yeah, I think for the sake of the championship being ended, like decided in a courtroom. Oh, I didn't. Obviously, want that. no, no, no. That's the the last thing that I think any F one fan wants. Whether you're Team Hamilton or Team Verstappen, you know we. We talk about how we want things dealt with on track and it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances that have led to this happening because, you know, we went into Abu Dhabi and and the biggest worry, I think, for most of us fans was that Lewis and Max might make contact and that it would be decided in the stewards office 
for that reason, not the fact that the FIA kind of went against their own rules and um, kind of almost manufactured this last lap showdown, which Verstappen ultimately came out on top on. So, yeah, I, I like you, I can see why there's so much upset and disappointment and rage from uh, Lewis Hamilton's fan base and also some fans that are just impartial, just enjoy watching the sport. You know, they can appreciate that this was brutally unfair in the way that it was it was decided. Um, but yeah, Mercedes, like you say, they haven't been posting anything on their social media all week. They shared a graphic saying that they were going to be, um, they they put their intent to appeal the decision, which gave them, I think it's 96 hours after they share that to, to decide if they want to, to take it further. They've now said that um, after chatting with Lewis, they have deliberated carefully over how to respond the events of the season finale um, and ultimately they have said that they have withdrawn their appeal but they will hold the FIA accountable for this process so hopefully um, they can work with the FIA and whether that is uh, helping maybe shape the rule book make it a bit more um, tight in terms of you can't break the rules as people are claiming Massey's done and all this kind of stuff Um, and hopefully you know F1 can learn a ton of lessons from this because my God, it needs to, because at the moment F1's reputation has just been completely tarnished. And although you could say all publicity is good publicity, uh, not when you've got people saying I've been watching this sport for 40 years and I'm never going to watch another season. That's not the the vibe that Formula One were going for. Yeah. It's all over the news. And while it's no doubt been massive for the sport, it's not, it, it shouldn't be that way to make it, you know, it shouldn't be. It should have been massive for the sport because it was the greatest title battle in the history of Formula One, going down to an incredible finale, which it still would have done if they'd applied the rules properly. But we won't go into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, even last night, um, the FIA released a statement basically saying uh, because I think they just could not <laughs> not say anything now because there was so much. Um, yeah, it's just been going on and on and on and on. And obviously with Mercedes as well, um, they've they've released that statement sort of saying that we need to, we we know we need to uh work on a few things and with the teams and everyone else, we we are going to work on next year to make sure that this doesn't happen again and we we get a full understanding of the rules and all that kind of stuff. So um yeah. Yeah, I mean, the FIA aren't exactly going to turn around and be like, guys, we've really messed up here because they don't want to put themselves in that position. But something as well, which the the FIA need to um, be a little bit careful and they're in a little bit of a vulnerable position. But Jean Todd, who is the FIA president, is set to leave almost like any day now. Um, So he's kind of either he might stick around for a bit longer to try and make sure that he leaves the the state and the reputation <laughs> of the FIA in a, you know semi-decent uh or says hands, bye-bye yeah or just walks just, out and go like enjoy early. yeah walks yeah. out like uh well it's not my problem anymore bye <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Have fun. Um, but yeah, talking of the FIA, every single year um, we have a lovely prize giving ceremony where everybody gets into their best tuxedos and lovely ball gowns and uh, present is presented with the trophies. Um, Kimi Räikkönen gets hammered. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what lots of people know it for is Kimi Räikkönen. I guess that would be in 2018. Um, 
Because he wasn't there in 2019, yeah. was he? Yeah, 2018, he I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, him getting absolutely smashed, appearing on stage, doing the whole like but waving like the Will Smith equivalent of like <laughs> sharing yeah. the red carpet. He became anti he became anti Kimmy Reichland that day. There was videos of him literally um taking selfies with people in the crowd and signing yeah, autographs. There's one with and George, stuff. isn't there? Yeah. George Russell and crazy. And yeah. Crazy. That was, that was <laughs> very amusing. Amazing stuff. But I've got a feeling there's going to be a slightly different atmosphere at the uh, prize giving ceremony tonight because uh Toto Wolf, we'll talk about this later, has been chatting with media today. The first time he saw chatted publicly since the finale this week uh, weekend just gone. But um Toto's not going to be there. And more importantly, Lewis Hamilton uh, is not going to be attending. Um, and don't get me wrong, I can see exactly why Hamilton's like, do you know what? I just need to have some time to breathe, some space, you know, think about all this. But um, something that is matter of fact is in the regulations, the sporting regulations, it states that drivers that finish the championship in the first, second and third positions have to attend. They must be present at the Scala. So Lewis not going is, um, I guess, him just saying, well, <laughs> you know, if you're not going to follow your rules, I'm not going to follow them either, which, uh, you know, I think he's entitled to to want to distance himself from it a bit. But um yeah, Max is officially going to be given his championship trophy tonight, which is going to be wholesome for, I'm sure, lots of people in Holland who have been waiting for that moment. I'm sure such a shame all this because, yeah, you know, it is this incredible title fight and you wish it could have just been dealt out fairly because I can see why from one hand. There's a, I, it's really difficult because... Mercedes have gone absolutely all in with with it all. You know, briefly mentioned earlier, if you've not seen it on our socials, but they've gone so far with it that uh, every year at the FIA prize giving ceremony, they have all the cars from the different FIA championships. So be that the World Endurance Championship, Formula E, all the official world championships uh, that are FIA regulated. And they have a team photo with all, all these cars. And the two that were missing were the F1 constructors, but also Mercedes won the Formula E championship and they also didn't send a car for that. Um, So, you know, it's such a shame. I feel hugely sorry for all the people that have worked their butts off in both sports, you know, that uh, that it's all come down to this. Um, I get why they're they're going like all in as as a protest, but at the same time, it is so unfortunate that, you know, that there'll be people that have just started in Formula One that work for Mercedes that were that are probably like, you know, buzzing that they've won the constructors championship. Uh but they, you know, they, they don't get to celebrate it and it's not been celebrated at all by the team. Uh and equally, you know, even the knock-on effect at Formula E, the Formula E team isn't represented either, just because of what's happened uh due to essentially uh breaking a safety car rule. So um yeah it, it's such a shame that like you say it's going to be a very different atmosphere um and it's just a massive shame for me because this this season was the it's so unbelievably good like the whole season and it is just a, such a shame that it would be remembered uh as like that year where like Lewis didn't go to the gala there was controversy there was all this like this going to 
linger on for so long. And like you say, that everyone thought the controversy would come from, uh, well, a lot of people thought it would be, you know, Max instigating a crash. And at the end of the day, he did nothing wrong. He only did what um, he could by, you know, he's presented with an opportunity um, to overtake and uh, win the race. And while the rules weren't applied, you know, it's not on him that he overtook Lewis and won the race and won the championship. So, um, yeah, a big, a big shame that it sort of ended this way and it definitely won't be the, the party that, um, we expected, but I'm sure Max, well, we've seen <laughs> videos of Max he's he's enjoying it. Well, thanks very much, Frank, for your contribution there. Um, but let's change topic to the fact that Toto Wolf, he's broken his silence. He's been chatting to the media this morning, confirming that him and uh, Lewis aren't going to be at that gala. Uh, But he's also been saying some quotes about the FIA that, depending on how you look at it, could be a little bit spicy. Um, Some ones that I picked out from his chat with the media earlier, he said the FIA can't really mark their own homework, which I thought was quite entertaining, um, and that Mercedes cannot continue in a sport that is meant to be a sport followed by entertainment and not the other way around. Um, Tommy, is there anything that Toto said this morning that sort of made your ears prick up or are you kind of just sitting there in agreement with everything he's saying? Because I think most of it is fair, to be honest. I think that I think Mercedes's um, statement was very well worded. You can tell they'd thought a lot about it. I mean, they've had <laughs> three days of like um, to, to sort of craft the way they do it. And I think they've done it right where they've just said, look, we're not happy about it, but let's hope the sport can change. But yeah, Toto's now been speaking to the media um, and you can tell he's he's still, he's sort of like calmed down a bit, but still understandably angry about it. Um, yeah, I guess it's one of those things that like how much you look into it, whether um, it's a quit threat or, you know, he also mentioned about Hamilton potentially, like, because uh, a, a lot of people have said, well, will Lewis even come back? Because, He's not said a word really. Obviously, um, we're going to him being knighted later, but he's not really publicly said a lot about what's happened. So uh people are sort of suggesting that now as well. And he's said, you know, he hopes so, but um I think he said himself and Lewis, and I imagine this reflects with the whole team, will probably never get over what happened uh, in the finale. Nah, and yeah, it's uh it is a great shame, like we said, a million times of what happened. Um, and you know, the the damage that's gonna do to Hamilton and, and Mercedes and all their mentality. Cause like you say, it's not just Hamilton and Toto Wolf fighting for this championship, it's hundreds, if not thousands, of incredible men and women um all around the world who who try and help Mercedes uh be the team that they are. Of course, they won their eighth Constructors' Championship this weekend, which kind of hasn't really been talked about much because <laughs> of the sour taste that's been left in everyone's mouth. But is that, um, uh, yeah, it, no. is the myth been finally put to bed that we can say that this whole myth that I think we mentioned it in one of the podcasts that well, the teams care more about the Constructors' title. I th- and I know it was controversy why they're so <laughs> yeah, annoyed, but at the same time. Um, if you ever needed proof that the drivers mean more to even the teams, this is it, right? Because they've not, you know, there's no congratulations graphic. They've not sent the cars there. They've not, 
you know, even Bottas on the radio and it's at the end of the race was like, sorry for what happened. It's not like, well done on yeah. the eighth constructors title, which is, you know, it's a record like to win that many in a row. And and it's just completely gone under under the radar. And it's almost like they haven't won it at all. Yeah, well, the, some of the media said earlier to, to, to Wolf um, whether Hamilton would be back to race next year because obviously he's under contract with the team until 2023. Um, but Toto Wolf didn't outright say, yep, he'll definitely be back. He said it was pretty much an uncertainty. He said, I very much hope Lewis continues racing because he is the greatest driver of all time. Um, but of course... I mean, to- uh, sorry, Hamilton has said in, in interviews towards the end of this year, obviously he's got loads of passion projects. He's got Extreme E, he has Mission 44. He's got Neat Burger, I think it's called, the vegan burger chain that he runs and he's got one in London. He's got obviously his music stuff. He's got fashion. Like the, the man is so busy with other projects that he's got going on. Of course, racing is going to be number one. It's the reason that he has been able to be given these opportunities because he is a phenomenal racing driver and he loves that and it's what you know fuels him to to continue doing what he does um but he might turn around i know people are gonna be like oh you're just making up scenarios now but he might generally turn around and go well do you know what if the fia can't even follow their own rules i've got seven i'm tied with you know i've got the most wins i might not have the most championships but he's tied with schumacher it's not exactly a bad record to have and he might think do you know what I've had my fun. I'm off. I mean, he said, didn't he, to Sky Sports that uh, the the past few years, which I'm I'm guessing was pandemic related, he said has been like a real struggle and has made him think that he's not going to stay as long as he previously thought he might. Maybe he's fed up of having a blimmin' PCR test up his nose every other day or something. And he thinks it's enough's yeah. enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a possibility. I'm not going to say it's a certainty. But um, it's definitely a, a discussion to be had. I think. Yeah, I can see why it's being discussed. I can see why it's being discussed. But for me, I can't see that happening. He's got so much more to give. See you at preseason testing, babe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is. It, it no doubt you can tell how much it's hurt him to lose it in this way. But at the end of the day, he he can come back, and he, you know, he he. I feel like he's the kind of person that would just be spurred on by it uh, and want to come back next year and just say, well, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just win it next year then. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cause what the, what the worrying thing that they, they were saying, I've seen a few people mention it is that uh, Mercedes almost won both titles uh, this year when so much of their focus was on the year after. And it's like, if they if they didn't really I know they did put loads of effort into the season, but if if this if they'd kind of been saying, Oh yeah, all our efforts gone into to next year now, um, and they still almost won it, you know, they could have an unbelievable car next year. I mean, let's hope not, because I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be completely dominant like it's been in like 2014, 2015. Let's not uh, certainly don't want that. But you know, they could have a fantastic car next year. And Hamilton, the way he's driving and the way he drove in those last four races, which was unbelievable, um, he could very easily win 
two, he could very easily win two more titles in the next two years and go out with nine. And yeah, it, I, I can't see him quitting personally. I could no. age badly. Yeah, I mean, he's already, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back for a podcast tomorrow. Hamilton's quit Formula One. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like you say, he's got unbelievable mental strength. So many of these drivers have to really. Um, and like you say, he's in his career, in Formula One career, he's already faced a lot of adversity and, and struggles and stuff. And he's always come back stronger. So uh, yes, we'll probably see him on that grid in 2022, I'd imagine. Um, now onto something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, one that will probably uh, is responsible, like the Netherlands are responsible for it. And that is the fact that Supermax, the, uh, is it by the Pit Stop Boys? Is that what they're called? Yeah, Pit Stop Boys, yeah. The Pit Stop Boys have managed to get their single into the Spotify viral chart, and it's doing pretty well, which is just obscene. <laughs> you say you say thanks to the Netherlands, it's number one in the viral chart in the Netherlands, but it's number two in the UK. So, <laughs> oh so for all the talk of like, oh, uh, you know, everyone in Britain wanted Hamilton to win and British bias and British tears and all that. Supermax is number two in the British viral chart. And I think it got into the top five global chart uh, around the whole world. So we we posted wow. a graphic about it. Well, I posted a picture of it saying like, um, uh, you know, it's number two in the UK. And then a lot of people posted from where they are in the world and saying, oh, it's number six here in Germany or it's number uh seven here in mexico whatever and yeah it, all over the world like supermax has uh got into the top 10 minimum in the viral chart which is uh rather amusing there's actually a funny um i don't know how many people have seen it but there's a, a an amusing video of max on a boat in abu dhabi i think it is and uh he's had a had a few to drink let's say uh and he's <laughs> singing along to supermax it's rather funny <laughs> that's amazing oh dear do you think that it's done so well in the uk because like siblings and friends of hamilton fans are just annoying their friends playing supermax on their phones and <laughs> rubbing it in either that or in, i haven't stopped listening to it no i've, I've, I've not <laughs> yeah it's just you you you're the sole reason it's got to number two in the uk i love it amazing um well we have seen Lewis Hamilton, although he's not been on social media or anything since the weekend, um, he has resurfaced because he had the honour of officially being knighted this week um, in the UK. So now he is a Sir Lewis Hamilton. I mean, he was before, but now he's had the whole knife. No, what is it? A sword? A a knife. knife. Imagine <laughs> Prince Charles with a, a little butter knife. I think, that would, I think that would be less uh, less of a special occasion. <laughs> oh, God, sorry, guys. He got a, a sword. This is a bit more um, heroic than a little butter knife. Um, and he's had all that business done. And now he's officially a sir. And he received a medal as well, which I can't remember off the top of my head what it was for. But um, I think it was something to, like, in battle, something in battle. And he's got it for his... Um, part in motorsport um but that's like a really lovely wholesome f1 story away from all the drama that we had in abu dhabi it's just nice to have talent like that in motorsport recognized on such a big um such a big scale yeah 
Sorry, the um, I was literally <laughs> just taking a drink while you were uh, <laughs> when you finished your point. Um, yeah, apologies. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible to see. Um, it's extremely well deserved for everything he's done on track. On track, um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, sportsmen, uh, sportsmen and women get um, not to say it's not not deserved, but uh, a lot of the time they go to someone when they're successful. Uh, and I've done other stuff, but there's no doubt that Hamilton, one, is extremely successful and two, deserves it for everything else he's done off the track as well. There's actually, um, I saw a, a nice tweet from someone who was there collecting their MBE. Don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah. Um, but they were, they, <laughs> they spotted Lewis Hamilton's mum in front of them. And apparently they said, oh, hi, what are you here for? Um, and then she's like, oh, my son. And then uh, she hadn't even seen Hamilton in front of her. And then uh, Hamilton started chatting to her and basically was saying, like, it was the best day of his life. And, uh, and like, yeah, it was, it was like a massive honor and had a, like a photo with her and stuff. So, yeah, for me, Hamilton it is uh, the biggest understatement to say it's well deserved. The fact that he's still so successful in the sport, as well as, you know, doing the things like uh, Mission 44 and making sure that before he leaves the sport, I mean, the fact that he's doing it while he's in the sport uh, and being that good uh, and making sure that, you know, people from his background can have the same opportunities that he has and get into motorsport as well. Um, absolutely fair play to him. He's a, a brilliant person and I genuinely like even as you know the max verstappen fanboy that i am i think he is uh a, a unbelievable driver and a really good person as well and i think that um i think you've got to show massive respect to him because uh yeah incredible incredible achievement it's so true very very well said tommy um now let's wrap up this podcast by mentioning a special end of season podcast that we are going to be recording next week, which I'm assuming is going to be chatting about the highs and lows of the 2021 F1 season, because there are a few. And are we going to be, is this when we're going to be going through our A, B, C, D, E, F1 rankings for the whole year? Yeah, we will. Hopefully more highs, because I feel like a lot of the, uh, there's been a lot of, um, it's a shame and it's understandable, but yeah, we, we want we want some positive <laughs> positive stuff to talk Wait, about so, uh, some, on this season yeah. and and reflect on the fact that it has been a, an awesome season and there's been some amazing moments. So, yeah, we'll do that. We'll go into ABCDF one, talk about how awful my predictions are and how uh, and find out who's won between us. A spoiler, it's not me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll go through ABCDF1 driver rankings and just generally talk about the season. And I will just say that, uh, as you probably know from this, um, just because the season's over, uh, we will still be doing, you know, regular regular podcasts and stuff. Content for days, son. Yeah. <laughs> We've got scheduled. And so, yes, just because the checkered flag has flown in Abu Dhabi, mind you, that doesn't mean much now, does it? Because <laughs> if everything <laughs> happened afterwards. But uh, now the FIA gala is done, don't think that we're all going to disappear and hibernate up until pre-season testing next year. We've still got so much content to come on the website, on social, on YouTube, doing podcasts. Honestly, guys, we are going to be spoiling you during this winter break. Um, but for now, let's just say, um, well, congratulations again to Max. I hope that he um, can enjoy the 
ceremony this evening and all, obviously all the other people that have won their respected FIA championships because like you say it's not just Formula One being celebrated tonight there's Formula E there's rally there's karting all sorts so hope everybody can have a nice evening there um and uh please don't forget to leave us a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify or whatever you need to do to make sure you don't miss another episode do it um and uh, tommy have you got any any not maybe not final thoughts but anything you'd like to mention before we before we say goodbye uh one thing i will say is that um it's been absolutely amazing like the the podcast had absolutely insane figures like over that race weekend and we actually ended up getting into the um well, we've been in we've been in the sports podcast charts before on Apple and um, Spotify, but we peaked at something like I think it was fifth in the uh, <laughs> sports, crazy. which is absolutely crazy. And we uh, we were in the top thirty podcasts in the UK, just just podcasts, not sport or not motorsport, just generally, which is absolutely amazing. So, thank you to everyone that that listens, and I hope you're enjoying these like audio podcasts as well, giving you like a bit of extra extra stuff to listen to because I know I'm a bit of a podcast nerd myself and listen to other people's podcasts a lot. So um, I hope you're enjoying them. And yeah, we'll, we'll be doing plenty more over the off season. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, thank you to everybody that is listening in and wanting to hear more of what we think about everything going on. It, it will Somehow. never surprise. Yeah, exactly. It always surprises me how many of you guys love listening in. Um, yeah, massively appreciate you, and we will see you for that pre-season, oh, post-season even, <laughs> not pre-season stuff yet, uh, post-season podcast next week. Bye. Bye.